0: Governor, first off, thanks for being here. Um, amazing what's happening in our state. So there are people that couldn't be at the Petroleum Conference. I know you spoke today. What did you talk about? What do you want the people of North Dakota to know? Well, two things they need to know about North Dakota. One is we've had an amazing state. We've been blessed in so many different ways with the people and with the resources, our soil and our geology. And that geology led to the, the, the Bakken. Uh, which led to the uh, now over 50% of the state's revenues come from the oil and gas industry in terms of tax revenues, which help pay for roads, pay for schools, pay for uh, health related care. I mean, all of the things that we benefit with as the citizens are all being here. And we're standing here today, you're interviewing me in this amazing Rough Rider Center, uh, which is an incredible example uh, of a community in, in the year 2020 when 20 years ago, there was six kids born in McKinsey County. So there would have been six kids in kindergarten with the that, you know, six years later would have been starting kindergarten because there's only one school district for the whole county. Now we're standing in this beautiful facility, McKinsey County, fastest growing county in America of all the counties in America. Williams County, home of Williston, the second number two fastest growing county in America. And then we're adjacent to this beautiful new high school. Uh, there's nearly 200 kids in, in every class, they've had to move up to class A for sports here in the Watford City Wolves. Uh, And they are, and so, I mean, this is a a success story when you apply innovation, not regulation, because you're helping to promote energy security for the United States, and if you care about, if you care about the environment, you should want every, every ounce of energy that we consume in America produced here because we produce it cleaner, safer and more efficiently than anywhere else in the world. And so uh, there's a reason for us to be full of optimism, but we got a lot of headwinds right now. The headwinds are coming, uh, we've got geopolitical competitors, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, but we've also got our own federal government is basically trying to hamper any businesses that's based, any industry the energy industry based on carbon, as is carbon emissions. And we in North Dakota are also blessed with the geology because in the geology of the Bakken, if the oil is coming from 10,000 feet or two miles below ground, at 7,000 feet below, there's this amazing layer where we can safely store 50 years of all the CO2 that America produces. 50 years, and people are willing to pay for that space. They're willing to build pipelines to get their CO2 here to put it into the ground, and and then I think this 20 years from now could pay uh, another dividend because when the world realizes that things like concrete are actually super energy intensive to make in China, they're tearing up their rivers uh, environmentally. We know always a bad thing to do when you're messing with rivers, but it, they're to get the sand you know to be able to make the concrete. If you can make road materials, you know, everybody knows carbon fiber is one of the strongest, lightest possible things you can do. Well, carbon fiber comes from carbon. And so we have an opportunity, we could be 20 years from now, we have an industry now that could be huge, tens of billions of dollars that's in the carbon storage business. And then 20 years from now, you could have a, huge industry in North Dakota, extracting that very same carbon and utilizing it to make advanced materials for transportation, for medical care, for law enforcement vests, I mean, you name it. Uh, So carbon is not the devil element on the periodic table that maybe kids are being taught today. It's actually an essential building block. And the other thing with CO2, plants love CO2, they use CO2, and we've got an opportunity here in North Dakota with all the energy we have to build greenhouses the same way iceland or the netherlands other northern tier countries like like iceland has become a food exporter uh, and they're doing it all through year-round production but you put take that and you put CO2 into the greenhouses and then the plants grow 30, 40, 50% or more faster. Some cases, maybe 100% faster because and they're, they're consuming that CO2 and then creating oxygen. So North Dakota is super well positioned. We have the regulatory framework at the state level, which can block some federal intervention on the CO2 storage wells. We've got a regulatory framework, which helps the landowners because if we're putting CO2 down at 7,000 feet, the person that owns the surface Owns now through legislation, owns that pore space. They can get paid. You know, the farmer, rancher, have another income source for that storage of that CO2, and and then we have an opportunity to keep our existing industries, agriculture and energy, moving forward. And if we can store the CO2, we're going to have value-added companies that may want to do plastics or or other forms of of, uh, of the, we we don't produce all the propane in North Dakota that we need to dry all of our crops. We don't produce all the fertilizer in North Dakota. We only produce 30% of the fertilizer we consume because now when we're doing more corn production and what do you make, you make fertilizer out? You make fertilizer out of the gas that we're producing. And and North Dakota is becoming a huge gas producer as well. Our oil production is down since before the pandemic. Our gas production is about the same because our gas to oil ratio keeps rising. And so we've got all this gas and we're gonna have a construction if we don't figure out a way, because just like we don't, we get constrained on takeaway capacity for oil, we could run into a takeaway capacity constraint on gas. And and we have an opportunity to utilize that gas here in value-added industries in North Dakota. That's why in a matter of months, our Commerce Department has amassed an over $25 billion list of, of large global companies that are interested. That's 25 billion of potential investment in North Dakota, creating great jobs, solving our energy problems, helping America achieve energy security again. Uh, and so I'm very optimistic and very excited about the future of North Dakota. It is amazing to hear you list all those things. Cause you know, we remember when it was the Buffalo Commons, flyover country. So last question for you, cause I know a lot of people will go, wow, that's incredible. But also then how do we solve this workforce challenge? What are your suggestions around that? Well, I think one of the things that we see again, coming back to the Watford City example, if you create great jobs, people will move here and they will put their families down. I was learning today that, you know, the average, the average in a normally distributed population is about six percent of the population is under age six. In McKinsey County, 15% of the population is under age six. Now that doesn't solve our workforce problem today, uh, exactly, but but (laughs) but in 12 years, uh, we're going to be able to tap into that, uh, you know, a growing workforce as all those kids grow up, but it's a a starting point. But it means that, what that means is that our state's getting younger, families want to move here. And for that to happen, we've got to build communities. It's just, it's not about having great jobs. There are jobs all over America. We have to really be focused on building communities that are that are safe that have opportunities that for the kids to grow and learn uh, that school systems that are that are advancing forward in the most innovative ways of teaching and learning uh, we've got to deliver all of that and if we t- we do if we make it we fix it for the youth uh, we're going to have families that are here and we're going to solve our workforce problem thank you governor yeah.